When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods and Viking Heads. You can check out Phoenix Rods at phoenixrods.com or check them out at Phoenix Rods on Instagram. You can check out Viking Heads at Viking Head Bait Co. or check them out on Instagram at, I'm sorry, Viking Head Bait Co. on Instagram, Viking Heads online, vikingheads.com. Today's episode is with Danny Delamater. Uh, we haven't talked to him for a while. He talks about his new bait. He talks about... Um, painting he talks about some of the flag stuff that they got the the g flag the gill uh we also talk a little bit about the berkeley thing and the bass mafia thing uh this is before all this whole post happened uh so it was a great episode thanks danny for coming on um i've been moving it's been crazy it's like the third week of like moving selling house buying everything so uh everything's kind of been on hold i haven't been able to ship the 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 things that we were going to ship and i do have patreon pres uh stuff for this month as well as last month is from su so uh that'll be all going this week now that everything's moved over to the new house so it's been wild um other than that uh, we have a collab coming out with john with stay bent with viking heads please check that out it'll be up tomorrow on the site or not the site on the um instagram it'll kind of tell you what we're doing and I'm that's about it. We're trying to get that podcast together. Uh, we had someone else volunteer. I don't think uh, Zaldane's going to be able to do it anymore. We were going to have it come and uh, have him call in and kind of talk about everything, but I think we might have someone else. We'll see. Uh, either way, it'll be a good talk to have uh, about the whole design and innovation in the swim bait world. Mm-hmm. So um, that'll be great. Next week will be Wizard Staff. That's one guys you've been waiting for. That is a crazy one with all the, the kayak guys. And uh, that's been about it, guys. Uh, just going to get back on Viking Head stuff. And uh, that's all. So I hope you guys like this episode. Please give us a five-star review on iTunes if possible. Um, or Spotify, wherever you guys listen to it. And uh, thank you for listening. I hope you guys like this episode. Oh, first of the toxic day madness with my friend. He hasn't been on in a while. That's in person, Gail. 
Gail. Hello, hello. Gail's here. He's here, guys. Um, why is this thing fucking clipping? I fixed it. Okay. Uh, fucking thing. I, every time I do these podcasts with Gail, it gets fucked up. Okay. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk to... Hold on. I'm getting fucking mad now. I think the... I know why. It's, it's the radioactivity in my brain, I think. There we go. All right. Sounds like it's low, but it's not. I'll start over too. Fuck. Check, 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 check. Hold on one second. And you go a little farther up. Check, 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 check. All right, cool. You know, I can tell you're in a band. Really? You really hit that. You hit that high note a little quicker than I thought it was going to happen. There you go. All right. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Danny Delamater, which is Gail for short. <laughs> um, we're going to talk to him. He's been on doing a lot of stuff since the last time he's been on. You have had a uh, bait come out. You've been painting a lot of people's baits and uh, doing a lot of cool stuff. So first, I guess let's talk about uh, the painting thing because we've, we've talked about briefly on the round tables, mm-hmm. but more fucking around. Yeah. But uh, talk about how you got into that. So long story short, I, I've been off work like from the day job since like September of 2021 It's just been crazy slow. Construction has been super weird since COVID. So I was, you know, kind of fucking off for a while, not really doing anything and was fishing. And then I'm like, you know what? I, I really wanted to like, really wanted to like take on a project for my own self, just, you know, to try to figure something out for myself. And I'd already, I'd always thought about trying to like make myself my own bait just to have fun with. But I didn't know where to start. So like I, I like started doing like a bunch of research and stuff like that. Like I picked a few guys' brains and stuff. Like I but mainly like I was out there and I wanted to make I mean my favorite my favorite style of fishing is bluegill fishing. Like targeting bluegill eaters. That's like my favorite. Using bluegill to fish largemouth, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hook them right through the spine. Perfect. And uh <laughs> <laughs> like so I, I don't know, like there there's there's so many baits out there, but I wanted something that was more along the lines of how I wanted to fish it. So like Obviously, there's a lot of R&D and stuff that goes in there, and the first couple that I made just didn't work whatsoever, and I kind of started getting little tiny bits figured out, and, you know, the way my brain works is, like, it's it's a problem, you know, with ADD and stuff. Like, I really, like, don't have a shutoff valve with certain things, so, like, when I start thinking about one thing, it's hard for me to stop thinking about it until I figure that little nook out, or then I'll go to sleep and, like not even really sleeping. I'm just sitting there with my eyes closed, thinking about something I could tweak out on whatever it is. Like I do the same thing with painting, but I never even had the plan on painting anything. Like I had painted stuff years ago. I'm talking about like when I was a kid, I used to do like rattle campaign jobs for like my dad and his tournament partner, Mike at the time. And my brother, Sean, like we had one money and stuff. I used to paint uh, Norman deep dive bodies. And I swear to God, it was like every every fall that was like the bait that we caught them on and it was just simple paint jobs like grabbing a playing card making a stencil like mm-hmm. a little crawdad stencil out of a playing card and that was my stencil and it was like red base orange belly black back with the black stencil and for whatever reason that delta crawl color just worked it still does to this time um and then i just messed around but i never really went from there airbrushing was always super intimidating so then like i started making the dd go like for myself, start messing around with the fish. Let's uh, let's start with the DD gill, like kind of yeah. like the progress of that. So like it's slowly talk about how you came up with it, how you uh, had it designed because you did it a little differently than mm-hmm. maybe some guys. So it'd be cool to hear 
your version of what how you went forward with the bait, you know? So I didn't carve it. I've, I've tried carving before, but I just, I, I fucking suck at it. And I know that that's a craft in its own right. But my problem is I can get one side to look okay, but the other side's not going to look even remotely close. And I was going to bother the fuck out of me. And I, I just, I've tried carving like three different times and I end up throwing the fucking thing against the wall and just calling it quits on it. So mm-hmm. my whole thing was, is I, I drew it because I've always been into art. I used to draw when I was a kid and stuff, got away from it for a while. And so I pulled up a bluegill, a bluegill picture on Google, started sketching it and stuff. And I finally found the right profile, started adjusting it, different heights and stuff to not be too big. Cause I do feel like there is, there is a happy medium with a bluegill profile where it could be too high and it gives the fish too much leverage. The, the bait might get bit, but your hookup ratio might be affected by it too. So I wanted to make it so that it was a small enough height so that it could be depicted as not just a bluegill, but I could paint it in a shad profile, whether it's a giz or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I wanted something that I could just, you know, tinker with and kind of have a broad canvas in terms of paint jobs with. So I drew it up. I found a, I found a company that would 3D model it for me. I figured out what exactly I wanted to do as far as like the dimensions were. It was a back and forth process. It took like almost a month for me to get it right. Pretty quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, yeah, a month is not long in terms of that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And basically they just sent me this bait back and I just started chopping and. So they send you the model of how it they print to look. it. They 3d print it to your dimensions the okay. best they can. And this, this is a company that doesn't even do fishing stuff. So I was basically just going off of a, a place that does like action figures and yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it was, it was new to them and also new to me. I still to this day, don't even know if they knew that it was for a fishing lure, but I just, my one thing that I asked is that the tail could come out so that I could mold the tail separately and I could, so it was, it was a process. I know a lot of old school bait makers definitely probably look down on guys that don't carve their stuff and I get it. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a lazier way of doing it. It's just from my perspective, the reason why I did it is because I couldn't get over the hump of not being able to match my two sides. Did you ever go to like, I mean. You never went to Caesar? Like, I'm just asking, not being... No, I did. And I'm not I, I being a him. dickhead this time. No, no, no. I'm really trying to interview you. No, no, like, no. Did you ever think about going to Caesar and going, hey, you think you could help me with this? Or did you kind of do it on your own? Well, so so me and him had talked about it because I wanted to ask him prior if he'd be even okay with me even building a bait. And he said, yeah, that's that's fine. And he's like, basically, he's like, you know, but you need to learn it on your own. I'm, you know, I'm not going to give you all the all the gold. Like, yeah, you got to you gotta learn that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. And I, I appreciated the shit out of that because you don't learn without doing your own work to figure it out. And he helped me out with, with like little question marks and stuff that I have. And he still does to this day. I just don't like to bug him a lot with stuff. Cause he's obviously got his own stuff going on. I've done more in terms of questions for other painters than I have with building stuff. It's it's, I mean, there's, there's enough baits out there to kind of get there's not, I wouldn't say baits. There's enough information out there to get a general consensus on where to start. Mm-hmm. It's just figuring out your proper weighting, your proper, I mean, your, your right pouring, your right spacing. Like there's so many other factors that obviously go into it and I'm still, I'm still new to it. Like I'm not, I'm not a seasoned vet by any means. Like, you know, talking about like Caesar, Caesar's made thousands and thousands and thousands of baits. Like tens I mean? of thousands. Yeah. Probably. And I mean, and it's, and it's not slowing down anytime yeah, soon yeah. and he continues to evolve and make more and more and it's fucking dope to see. And I, you know, I, I equate all, all of the knowledge that I've learned through swim baiting, the very beginning and the foundation I learned through swimming was from Caesar. Mm-hmm. I fishing with Caesar, you know, hundreds of times going out fishing with him, having just fucking fantastic times out there with him and just, you know, 
a lot of the times going out there not catching shit, but you're still learning. You're seeing somebody that's been throwing big baits for a long time and just picking little bits and pieces about why they're putting a bait there, why they're keeping it on top, why they're cranking it down there. Like there's just you can learn from everybody. And I, I think that it's I think it's one of those things where like, you know, I I really I had I had wanted to design a bait for years. I didn't have the time to do it. Having some downtime not working the day job gave me a lot of mental time where I was just like, shit, I need to find something that's going to occupy my time. Yeah. Obviously, Blanked has kept me busy. I mean, Blanked last year alone was just unbelievable with, with the DRT drop and everything else. And we've continued to do some collaborations and stuff with like Missile. But like not to get off topic and stuff. But like I think majority of the building aspect, I've done a lot of that stuff on my own in terms of trying to learn things with picking up little bits and pieces from my guys like Caesar and, and a few other guys. But the painting aspect was the part that was literally the most intimidating part. And I had no intentions on even painting. Like when I made a first couple of them that actually swam right, I gave them right to Caesar and had him paint them. <laughs> and he painted them great. He painted them like in, in his regular toxic go color that I love that yeah. I've got tons of fish on. Yeah. But when he gave them to me, some clicked in my head. I'm like, dude, like if you're going to build it, you need to learn how to fucking paint. Like, mm -hmm. like, not that it's a lazy way of doing it by giving other people stuff. It's sick. Dude. I do it for, for other builders and paint their stuff. It's just to me, it was like I needed to paint for myself. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I, I was given my opportunity to learn airbrushing through having my own canvas now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And by doing so, I never expected it to be, to turn into anything with builders reaching out to me to have a paint. Because I've, you know, like I've done painting for throwback, rugged thumbs. I just did some uh, some baits for Caesar for Toxic Day. Um, Elude was another one. Did some Goonie Gills as, as a surprise drop for Goonie and stuff like that. Like, it's just been cool, man. Like, it's really humbling to see... You know, other painters and stuff, like guys like like Jeremy from Black Dog and stuff hit me up and being like, dude, your paint job's like really coming along in a short amount of time. Like that's not something that happens that often. Mm -hmm. And like that's that's cool. Like I but I'm like with anything, I think I think most artists are very critical of their own work. And I, I mean to this day, I'm still very critical of my own work. And I feel like every paint job I do looks like pure fucking dog shit until the end. <laughs> like it's like I don't know, did you ever grow your hair out? Yeah, I used to have hair when I did. Well, I mean, like, down to your shoulders, like, long, like, hair metal type hair? No. So, no. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how it is unless you're growing it super long, but when you're growing it long, like, the freaking, like, the old school skater style, you go through that that dyke stage where it just, you look like, you look like a, a butch-ass lesbian <laughs> until it gets past a certain point. I, not to be, That's you know, how you feel right now. You feel like a butch-ass lesbian I do, right now I do. in your painting. Okay. So, I, every paint job goes through that phase for me where it's like, oh my God, I should just fucking cut it. What the fuck am I doing? You know what I mean? And then you realize that once you start putting the details on, everything starts to come together. And okay. so, the very end is when you're like, all right, that looks good. But during the process, dude, I swear to God, like I just did, I just did a bunch of baits for throwback the entire fucking time. I kept telling myself these look like shit. Until the very end, the last couple steps where I'm like, all right, it's all coming together. And I just think it's the way that my mind works. I'm critical on myself. I've always been that way. I've been that way with construction everything else. And I'm not searching for an attaboy. That's not what I'm saying. But it's just mentally, I like to feel like something's completed before I can give it any sort of thought that it looks yes. worth the fuck. You know what I mean? But like the painting aspect, like I picked brains on like Corey Shell was one that I really talked about. That wasn't really something that I asked Caesar a whole lot about because it's it's a lot different using your rattle cans compared to your airbrushing. Did you uh, when you started airbrushing? Did you go straight to like a better airbrush or did you grab like a Harbor Freight? Bullshit? No, like so I I got told to start out with a master a master airbrush and to learn on that. So 
I got a master airbrush and I used it for literally a week. I got a kit that had three guns in it and an air compressor. The main thing that I was concerned about is that it came with an air compressor and a hose and I had something to start with. Um, so after using that thing for a week, I literally said, fuck this shit. I'm not learning anything on this. I just know that this gun's a pile of shit. So then I went down to Hobby Lobby and I got an Iwata Eclipse, which isn't what I'm shooting with now, but it's a great entry level gun that just about every painter the single uses. action or the um, it's double action, double action. Uh, or dual action. Dual action. Um, but I went down there and I learned that. And then after painting for, I don't know, a couple months, now I got two of them. You know what I mean? So it's just how I operate, how, how most fishermen operate. Yeah. We're like, fuck yeah, I just caught them on that. And I got to have 10 of that so I could have not only one backup, but nine backups. So do you have a I, manifold too or no? A what? A manifold. What do you mean? Like, so when you have, you could have like three airbrushes hooked up at one time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, so I just have two. I just run two. Okay. I have a. Uh, I have a manifold that I think connects to five, I think, but the connections aren't, aren't set up that way. They're okay. for like the smaller hoses, not the quarter inch hose. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I just got the wrong one or if I just need to go get the adapters or whatnot. So I just shoot with two, but I shoot like with the Grex that you told me about. Yeah. I shoot my bases and stuff with that. Like my main base, it requires a lot of paint because I could just load it into the hopper and go. Um, I think really what it was is I didn't know where to start when it came to airbrushing. And there's a lot of people on YouTube, everything else to tell you where to start, but you can start a certain way and you realize real quick if it's working or it's not working for you. And like that master kit was cool. I ran with that air, the, the air compressor for a while. Like I didn't upgrade to an actual air compressor until probably, I don't know, four or five months ago. And I don't know why I waited that long because it's a, it's a huge difference, but like I, I, you know, I would, I would ask guys like, like Corey shell. I'd ask, uh, you know, stray rats. I'd ask Mark from bass brain. I'm, I'm sure I'm fucking leaving guys names out and stuff, but like, I just BNA customs has been a huge help. Like I, I talked to him a lot and, uh, it's just cool. You know, like I, I talked to Garrett, um, sometimes. And I mean, it's just, it's cool to see that, you know, if you have a question with stuff like that, those guys are willing to, you know, extend, yeah, extend a helping hand. And I, and I try to do the same thing. Like I have a lot of people hit me up and be like, dude, I want to get an airbrush. Where do I start? And I try to do my best to explain it, but I also kind of stay a little bit, I wouldn't say guarded. I'd say that I stay a little bit away from trying to give too much information because I still feel like I'm relatively new. So I don't want to give them the wrong information and then have them start something or try to do something to have it fail. Obviously you learn from failure and stuff, but I don't want to be the one that's supplying the failure. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like coast airbrush has been huge. That fucking episode you did was absolutely fantastic. I listened to it three times now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also spray gunner actually follows me on Instagram, which is, which was kind of cool. So I, who's I that? Actually, who's spray gunner? Spray gunner is back East somewhere. They're like another, they're oh, like coast, another, like a coast. Yeah. Coast? Okay. Like a, right. like a big outfit, like a, apartment store compartment store or whatever like yeah. type of outfit that has um they have like all the different airbrush stuff and all the different kinds and and i actually so i'm like well shit they follow me let me see if they'll even reply back to a message so i messaged him a couple minutes later the dude was already talking talking to me so all these questions that i felt like i needed to answer at the time that dude was beyond helpful gave me different products to use uh, whether it's different bases, whether I could use a certain base for a primer, like just different stuff, like, like to really, you know, bond to different resins and ABS and all this other type of stuff. And that was really helpful. So, you know, like with everything, I think you, I think you really learn through your peers and, and it's, you know, definitely a tool 
and a benefit to be able to talk to as many people as you can about certain things that you have questions about. Did you, uh, when you started with the paint, I mean, some people use lacquer, some people use water-based. I use water-based. Or urethane, whatever the fuck you want to call yeah. it. Um, what, you, you started with water-based? Was there a reasoning behind that? Uh, mainly because of the fumes. Okay. Because I'm not spraying in a paint booth. Like, I'm, I'm literally spraying the stuff in in my backyard enclosed patio. Yeah, I've seen, I seen, okay. So, like, it's, and it might look goofy as shit to a lot of people, but that's just what I got right now, you know? And, uh, like, I, I spray out there. And, and I wanted something that was obviously going to not be harmful in terms of the lacquer and everything like that and the, and the fumes. Like, I, I wanted it to be something that was, you know, I could clean up easy and stuff like that. I know lacquer is – I've sprayed lacquer. It sprays way better. You don't have to thin it the same way that you do with fucking water base. It sprays like a dream when you get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned a lot of that stuff through, like, JSJ and stuff. It's taught me a lot of stuff through that. But – I started with water base really because I wanted to learn through water base and I didn't want to spend a lot of money on lacquer just to fuck things up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, what's nice about like having your own canvas to paint. You could fuck up as many paint jobs as you want. You could just cover it again and start over again. Like it, it, like you don't have that option when you're doing repaints and you have other people's stuff. You just have to be good at what you're doing mm-hmm. and consistent. You know what I mean? Like I, that was really the main reason why I got into water base. I wanted something that was cheap enough so that I could buy some colors. I could learn on it. And then eventually I planned on moving to lacquer. Just haven't done so yet. Cause I have so many fucking colors in water base. I kind of feel like I'm in over my head to switch. Yes. But that was really the main thing. Like I obviously like with your with your clear coats and stuff like that, like you're not gonna get away from the fumes and you gotta use the right stuff or it's not gonna adhere right, it's not gonna stick correctly, it's not gonna look good, you know what I mean? So I just wanted to get away from the harsh stuff as much as I could. Like that was the main reason for why I wanted to use water base. And a lot of people look down on it. Like I know certain homies that flat out do a lot of people use uh urethanes for their paint i think a lot of people use createx type stuff yes i really do and i was only createx until recently until i started kind of branching out a little bit more to some of these other companies because to me they weren't as well-known brands i feel like createx does a fantastic job of promoting so you kind of forget about the other brands that are out there but they also don't offer certain colors that other ones do and because of that you start going, oh, that color is very close to the other one, but it's just different enough where I think I could use that on, say, like a pumpkin seed. Like, I have a color in one brand that I was using through Createx, and it was perfect, but it wasn't exactly what I was looking for. And then I found this other one. I'm like, holy shit, like these things spray money right out of the bottle. I don't got to I don't gotta reduce them. I'm not going to do anything. Like, they just spray perfect. Don't have as much tip dry. Like, it's just, it's just money. Life so, color. Uh chrome air is the one that i found is it was, really yeah and it's smooth as butter like the stuff just sprays so, so good right out of the bottle with with that one um can you mix the two paints together there's no issue i don't just because i i didn't want to mess around with that mainly i haven't really looked too far into that just because of the fact that it hadn't really crossed my mind because like when it comes to mixing the only times i've ever mixed has been like the same brand just because, oh, well, but you could paint over the same colors. Oh yeah, water-based. like there's no reaction because it's still right. water-based okay, and stuff. Yeah. It's the same same bond and everything. Like, like I've I, I've used that color as a base and then sprayed Createx over the top. Like that's not an issue. I, I've actually used lacquer as a base, but there's a process to use your lacquer as a base before you put your water base on top of it. Mm-hmm. So, like with one color that I've done, I used a lacquer base, and then there's a clear that you use that's a water-based clear by Createx that you spray over that lacquer base and then 
everything that you spray over the top of that. Adheres to that. Yeah, exactly. And then you could just clear it the same way. That was something that I learned through the dude through Spray Gunner taught me that. I had no idea prior. Mm -hmm. Um, But... You know, like it's just like little little tips and tricks that you learn on your own. Like I, I'm still not the best at like fucking at at reducing my stuff. I've gotten a lot better recently, <laughs> mainly because I'm lazy and I don't want to put it in a different bottle, and actually do exactly what they say with like your ten percent and your ten percent. So like I'll just spray some into the bottle and hope that it's close, and generally it's not. And then you spray it and nothing happens, or <laughs> or it's just too thick. And I'm, I'm I'm at the point now where obviously I know when something's too thick and it's not going to spray right, but. It's just one of those things where, like, it is a learning experience. So, like, like I said prior, like, learning through your peers is key. Like, asking the questions that you have is very key to learning. Doing, obviously, your own research, too. There's so many YouTube videos. Like, I know, like, that that Marling Bates dude. I watch his stuff now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I never really used to watch it before. I watch his stuff more now than I used to. And, like, that dude don't even use a primer on hardly anything that he uses. I don't know how, how well it sticks. I'm sure it sticks fine. I haven't seen any complaints. Yeah. But it's different to see that. You know what I mean? Where he just starts with a white a white base coat and just runs there and then clears it. He also uses like the UV resins and stuff to cure it. And I don't do that. And a lot of the times it's like you you don't know how beat up his baits are getting. Like what he's fishing. Yeah. Like is he really beating the shit out of his bait? I mean he's know, like, I knows? mean he's fishing for like musky and pike yeah, and shit, like toothy askers, and his paint jobs look like they're lasting through really? those. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I mean it's just it's cool to like see like I'm using him as an example. I mean, you have like yeah, I think it's Solar Flares, another one. That dude, dude, that costs. one's been around for. He's fucking incredible. Like but his the shit stuff he is builds, unreal. like his fucking when he does the fucking foil, mm-hmm. he does a, the way he builds the molds, like even and he's like from like fucking Europe somewhere. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I've learned a lot through just watching videos like that, where like intriguing steps where like you don't know where to start again, like mm-hmm. where you're like, all right, I'm gonna start here. Well, shit, I don't know if I could start then. Then you see how these guys start and like, all right, now I know where they're at. Like starting with like their block of wood and then getting there. Like I'm like I said, like my bait is not carved. I didn't carve that shit. I'm not going to act like I I fucking went out of my way to carve this immaculate thing. Like I I didn't do that. Like my shit was. But is there really a problem with that? I don't think so. I don't either. I, I think that there are certain builders that might feel that way just because they didn't do it that way. And I'm fine with that too. But I think that it's... But then it'd be like, wouldn't you shit on someone that made an ABS bait that was a resin? It's like at the same well, time, I, it's like I not the same. I wouldn't either. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, I don't know. There's two sides to I, it. I think, I think that certain people have, have just different opinions on different stuff. And that's just how it is with everything in life. Like, I, like the ABS move, these guys that decide to go ABS, that's fucking dope. Especially coming from... You know, a garage built to all of a sudden now you have a plastic replica of your bait that now you could get done manufactured. Did you like you got to fish a chat the new chat chat? Yeah, yeah. Did you feel like it was pretty close to what it should be? I mean, for what it is, for it being ABS, it's a very solid built bait. And well, I mean, I mean the comparison between the it's pretty close. And, yeah, it's okay. pretty close, and I think that I think that it's a big step in that direction. Um, I know that there's some other builders that I won't say that are amongst some that are getting ready to do that too um that's fucking rad um you know it's just it's one of those things where it's cool to see it's cool to see the direction you know what i mean like it's it's going from hand built and all the blood sweat and tears that these guys have put in to now all of a sudden like they're being rewarded for you know going a direction where they can you know take a step back from maybe doing like the hand built ones and go on to other projects and focus on stuff that they've wanted to do for That's years. almost like what I want to do now with the fucking lead hood. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like ready to go the regular boxer looking head one mm-hmm. I'm like I'm just going to get it done by someone because I don't have fucking time to like Well, and the way know? that you're doing things too is it's it's very 
it's very tedious, like with your airbrush process Dude. and stuff. That's why, like, originally I'm like, you're doing airbrushing on these? Why aren't you doing powder coat? Well, like, because of the detail I'm putting. Oh in yeah, these and, and I see, like, and you yeah. see it. You know what I mean? Like you get what you pay for with yeah. stuff like that, and I and everybody sees it. Yeah. And again, with everything in fucking life, I'll use fishing obviously <laughs> as an example. You're buying the fisherman, right? Like, you're not going to go to the grocery store and rock, walk through the produce section and pick out the worst-looking thing that you see. You're going to pick the best-looking thing that you yes. see. And your presentation is what matters. It's the same thing with everything. You Do know? you think you you focused on – so did you, you built your bait first. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you started focusing on painting. Yeah, I didn't start painting. But did you have a plan to, like, do both – like, you like in your head were you, like – well, I'm going to paint and I want to build baits. Or you I had like, no intention. You're just painting. building a bait. Just I just wanted to build something for around. myself just because, you know, I, I tweak out on certain things. Like, I feel like there's a lot of baits out there and it's not a knock on anybody. There's a lot of baits out there that do certain things really well, but not other things really well. So my thing was, but I wouldn't wanted, like with that. I, I would kind of promote like, Hey, my bait does like it, it you know, you can burn it really good or mm-hmm. maybe you can't glide it, but it might be that application. Well, and then they'll drop know? certain versions yeah. that do that yeah. well. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I just wanted some, I'm, I'm, a, I'm someone that that's why I fish a lot of toxics too, is because toxics are very versatile. So my thing is I like having a bait. That's kind of a, a do all be all in terms of doing certain mm-hmm. things because I I would prefer to just have that bait tied on and not have to make a bunch of switches to achieve certain things. Like with my bait, my bait's kind of like you can do it's it's kind of a Swiss Army knife in a way the glide. Like it does it does a lot of different things. It's not really a wide glide, but I wanted it as something that I mean now everybody makes fun of it for being choppy and twitchy and everything. That's what I wanted. And I didn't feel like there it was makes a lot fun of, of your bait for doing No, no, no. That? It's just like it's like the ongoing joke about glides like is it choppy is it twitchy? Yeah. It is, and that's what I wanted. You know what I mean? There's plenty of other baits that. Don't how did do they that. say it again? When they uh... it's choppy, it's twitchy. Like okay, that's thanks. how that's how I that's how I read it. That's how I read the comment. But like, <laughs> I just wanted something that that fit the mold that I was going for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of great baits out there. There's fantastic baits out there. But now I'm at the point now with like fishing a gill glide. The only two gill glides that I fish is the DD gill and the juke. Like those, and they and they really just. I've done a wonderful job for me in terms of eliminating having to bring too much shit. Like, I feel like I can achieve everything that I need with that presentation with those two baits. You know what I mean? And like, like with my wake, my wake wakes on a slow roll and it cranks down four to five feet. I get this. I get, I get a lot of the same success out of fishing, like a hogs and a snapper and stuff like that. Because they do the versatile things where I can keep them on top. Versatile, versatile. Yeah, versatile, and that's versatile. what that's what I, like I'm preaching in terms of like what I wanted to build with the glide. Like I wanted it to be versatile enough where I wouldn't feel the need to have to take it off mm. to tie something else on. When I could just keep the same bait on and put it in a different position and do something a little bit different that I want to achieve. You know what I mean? What about feedback? So like I know you know you know how to fish a mm-hmm. swim bait and you could do the R and D yourself, but it's always good to have multiple people doing it. Yeah, Did and I have, have a good a, a good amount of people out there that have that have baits okay. now. Um, I don't op- I don't really do drops. I haven't done any drops. Like the first drop I'm doing right now is a toxic day. That's like my first true drop. But I don't really do drops. I mainly just paint some baits and just have them off to the side. And if people hit me up that want baits, I'll just sell them a couple baits. Like that's just how it is. Like, and I've I got quite a few people that have them. Like I know, like Swimbait Review had one had one of the early ones. He did. He actually asked to do to actually post it. And I was just not at the point where I wanted it to be posted at all. Fucking uh, tackle. Um, 
Yeah, tackle tour. Yeah, Xander tackle catches Xander, a bunch yeah. of fish on it. Um, yeah, I, I'll tell you right now, the place to to fish it apparently is fucking Washington. Really? Like those guys up in Washington just smoke them on that damn thing. It's crazy to me. It's and it's humbling, you know. Like it's, I think a lot of it too, is now I have the same feeling that my dad's always had because obviously my dad's made conventional stuff. And now I understand why he does that. Like my dad has made baits more in terms of making baits more than he's gotten the opportunity to fish. And I think the reason why he's done that is because he gets just as much joy of seeing other people catch fish on something that he built as he does himself. And I think I kind of feel the same way when it comes to that. Like it's, it's really cool to just see, you know, like something that you, you know, that you built that you see other people get the opportunity to catch fish on, and then they're stoked to like it's fucking dope. And it's not something I plan on like doing full time. That's not, and I don't see that for me. It's not something that's going to be my full time gig. Even mm-hmm. with painting, it's not going to be my full time gig. It's just something I'm doing currently as my grind until the day job's back. You know what I mean? Like, but it's nice to be able to take this downtime to sharpen my craft because it is something that I had always I'd always wanted to paint. But again, I didn't know where to start. You know what I mean? So like I was always intimidated, didn't know what guns to use, didn't know what compressors, even though all that stuff's super easy. You just have to ask the right questions, you know? But, you know. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I know I keep saying it and it's probably sounding redundant, but like I've learned so much from like my peers and stuff of like, if I have a question that's bothering me, I could just ask a couple of guys and generally they know the answer. And I appreciate those dudes for being able to answer it for me. And it's just, you know, like, it's just, it's, it's cool. Like it, it's, it's really cool to see again. Like I didn't, I didn't even have any anticipation of having builders reach out to me that want to paint. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the first builder that reached out to me was Kyle from throwback. We did 50 baits. I think the first batch, I don't know. If and it was that the most baits you ever done up until now. I've well, done, no, at that time. At that time, for were sure. Were you like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is well, a lot. It's a process, right? So, like, <laughs> how, I didn't know How did steps. that work when you learned? It was a little chaotic. Um, it was chaotic because of the fact that I didn't know how to simplify my steps yet. Mainly, like, I had a lot of people reach out to me for repaints, and I didn't want to do repaints, which was the same reason why I didn't really even want to sell any baits to anybody because I didn't know the longevity of my paint jobs yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those people that, like, I don't trust something until I can. You know what I mean? Like, even with the building process, I didn't fucking know. Like, a new builder, like, I didn't know how well my build was going to stand up until I put a lot of time into it to see. You know what I mean? Like, and I did. Like, I fished, I mean, shit. Like, I, I missed out on a lot of other techniques because that's all I wanted to throw last year was my stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and I, you know, I had some success with it. Like, I caught, I caught some good fish. Like, I had, 
you know, like I caught, I caught a pretty big one last year on my wake. That was fucking crazy. Like that to this day is probably my favorite catch just because the fact that I, how big was it? I, the scale was just fucking derpy as shit. I got what do you those, think? Like guest? It was big. It was 24 inches. It was seven, eight ish. It was around there. Yeah. So it, did before you put the bait out, did you kind of want to make sure you catch some good fish on it too as well? I just wanted to make sure that it caught fish for one. I think that that's what's key. I mean, I think that, I think, I think that you can catch fish on just about anything. I wanted to see that it worked enough to be worth even putting out there. Cause you know, like they're not there. It's, it's one of those things where like swim baits are not something that's a $5 item that you go down to a tackle <laughs> shop. There's no. something that you have to actually spend money on. So I didn't want people to spend any money on something that I didn't feel was worth a shit. You know what I mean? So like, you know, like I'm again, I'm obviously not someone that's done this for a long time, but I felt like it had gotten to the point where like I felt confident putting it in other people's hands and felt confident enough where I knew that they would have success if they put it in the right positions. And it has, like, I know, like I got a buddy, Daryl Donarski, he lives up in Washington that, that talked to him daily just about, and he fishes myself all the time, fishes toxics all the time, all the time. Um, Blake McFarlane, I think is what his name is up in Washington. He's caught, numerous fish over six and seven up in washington on the dd go mm-hmm. that's fucking crazy to me because that's that's a that's a pretty good fish for up there like oh really good right yeah. yeah and you know like there's there's just a good amount of guys that are up there that fish him and it's cool to see success and i mean same with like around here and stuff like i got some guys back east and stuff that fish him uh i got a couple guys in texas got a couple guys in georgia that like to throw him it's just cool like i I didn't, ex- I honestly got, and I talked to Mike Gilbert about this when I was in the beginning phases of even building anything. And I told him like, I have no, I have no anticipation even selling this thing. Like I just want to build it for myself. And he told me, he's like, yeah, that's where it all starts. Like that's probably, <laughs> that's where everybody starts. Like they just, I did the same build. thing with the lead yeah. head. Yeah. I did. The you same. build it because you felt like there was a niche that wasn't filled for yourself and you wanted to build it. Mm-hmm. And then you realize like, oh shit, this is kind of cool. Like other people will probably want this. And like, it, for me, it was hard to like, not post pictures on it like i really mm-hmm. didn't want to post anything on it because you know how the internet works everybody fucking blows up and they're like <laughs> oh shit i need that and i wasn't in a position where i felt like i ever wanted to even sell yeah, it yeah yeah and then like i got to a point where i'm like you know what like i feel like i'm okay to sell it in, in limited numbers to certain guys not everybody mm-hmm. i didn't want it to sell it to guys and now i sell like some of these other guys but i didn't want to sell it to guys that were just going to buy it just to sell it Cause there's certain guys like a that, flipper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to sell it to a guy that I knew was just going to purchase it and go, well, shit, it's such a limited item. I know what I can get for it. I wanted to sell it to guys that I knew were going to fish it. Like, um, like Steven, Steven's got a couple of them. I know wax got a couple. Phil's got a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I just, there's, there's a good amount of people down in SoCal that, that have fished them and stuff. And I just, the people that reached out to me, I responded to the ones that I knew that were going to actually fish it you know what i mean and i it's it's still the same way to this day like i just i don't i don't do the drop stuff like that's do you not have really, your own page for that Get, like, i don't you know, i don't yet i think i'm blanked. going to Are, you're on your it's own not on page. blank it's on just my my personal stuff it's not okay. a blank bait like it's it's just my own personal thing i've told people that like that have gotten them i'm like don't don't tag blanked on it because it's not a blank <laughs> bait i know that you know i'm associated with blank but it's not a blank bait like it's just a personal project that i've done yeah and uh like it's just, you know, it's just one of those things where like, I really just wanted to do it for the fun of trying to learn it. And again, you know, the different tweaks and stuff that you can do, and it's never a hundred percent. There's always things you can do to make something better. Mm-hmm. And I think that the more that you fish something like, especially in terms of that, you see what needs to change or little tweaks that you should try to make, whether it works or not is a different story. But like, 
I don't know. Like I just, I, I felt like the building process was cool. Cause it was something that like I wanted to not necessarily achieve, but it was something that I wanted to learn for my brain where like, I just wanted something that I could ultimately just sharpen a craft that I had always had in mind. Like I had tried to make a crankbait years ago <laughs> and bought like your typical, like just, you know, like you have like, you can go on like lure parts and just buy lips and shit like that. And like, I, I had done that. And I, I remember making, I remember making a crankbait that was, you know, just, just the run of the run of the mill type stuff where it was just, you know, just looked like most of the other crankbaits out there and it just didn't swim with the shit. So I just, that was just a project that I said, well, I'm not built for this. You know what yeah. I mean? And I just avoided it after that. Like I just, you know, bought shit that was already out there. Yeah. And I, and I think a lot of that too is I, I did start building because I had more free time. I think that that was really a lot of it too. So like I, I had something that I wanted to build, but I actually had the opportunity to do so. So it was like, let me try to learn this. And if it doesn't work, I'm right back to square one where I was before. And I'm just going to leave it where it is. But now it's gotten to the point where I've done quite a few repaints. Like I do have a lot of people that reach out to me for repaints now, which I do offer. I don't openly offer them, but if people ask, I will do them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like I've gotten the opportunity for myself to sharpen that opportunity of my craft by having my own canvas to paint on. I think that that's what's key. If you have some old beat down baits that you could just paint and paint and paint and just repetition of learning certain patterns, like, like a bluegill for me, that was the pattern that I wanted to learn to paint the most. I didn't really well, give that's you the best at right now. Well, right? it's yeah. also the one that I've put the most effort into. Yes. So that's yeah. the thing. Like I've had guys reach out and be like, what are you doing for this layer? What are you doing for that? And I, I try to tell them, you know, like I try to give them as much insight as I can without giving away everything, you know, but like I've taken the opportunity to learn paint a bluegill with the most effort and the most time. That's the reason why, like I get frustrated with myself. Like when I like trout, I can paint a trout. It don't look like these other guys' trouts. Yeah, but I also course. have to kick myself back into the into the reality of the fact that I haven't taken the opportunity to learn that pattern the way that I have with others. Same with a shad. You would think a shad pattern is relatively pretty easy. Fuck no, it isn't. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different things that you have to do to that to make it look right. And I have a couple where I've I've gotten them good, but they're not anywhere near as close to like Jekyll or some of these other people. Like, it. it I get it, but it's like this thing. It's like how about this? It's like you're fishing. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're really good at uh, throwing the frog, mm-hmm. really good. I just watched you throw a frog. Yeah. I was very impressed. Uh, just like your frog, your bluegill's your frog. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And sure, you could do other things as well, but you know you could get a bit on a frog. You know yeah, what I'm and that and that color is one of those schemes where again, exactly I'm, I'm you're gonna painting on a bluegill profile. Yeah. So that was the thing that I wanted to learn the most because I'm like, well, shit, bluegill profile, bluegill paint job. You know what did I mean? you did you have your dad kind of give you feedback on the the paint jobs? Because I mean, he's probably a little critical towards you and it's your dad will tell you the fucking truth yeah he what's hilarious about about him dude fuck the other day like the uh the blanked crunch time colorway that i painted for toxic day (laughs) he comes out as i'm uh, I'm assembling them and putting them all together he goes yeah it's not my favorite one you've done (laughs) that's what he tells me like gee thanks pops i'm like well take it out in the sun and, and let me know what you think i mean i don't care if you don't like it like other people that have seen it, obviously posting stuff. Fuck you, like, Dad. Well, and then he comes back. He said, "He's like, he's like, you know what? I take back what I said. This thing looks really good in the sun. It's because I have like a color shift base. Well, and you don't like see it house, under no light. I get it because in, yeah. in like the house, I'll be look at a paint and Roxanne will be like, oh, it looks like whatever. I'm like, take the fucker outside mm-hmm. because I put like on these heads, the finesse ones. I we did a uh, like a a um, inner clear mm-hmm. with just like one of the shimmering like uh, pearls, like a turquoise." On the belly, 
So you can't really see it till you take it out. You're like, oh fuck, there's a color shift on that, you know? Yeah. And, and it, and all the colors uh, that are made except three of them were all custom mixed. Mm-hmm. Kelly mixed them. So like it's 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 but the fucking custom mixed Whoa. colors are the worst because guess mm-hmm. what? You gotta write that fucker down. Oh, yeah. Dude, I and yeah. I'm I'm at the point where like now I have like a little fucking diary note. That's what I have, I have same thing. I have to yeah. write down every step because how many drops? Okay. Dude, well, so like luckily with like my stuff, I don't mix a lot of mine. Majority of mine are just stuff that you buy right out of the container. Like it's just and I just run with that color. Mm-hmm. But where you can get lost in the sauce a little bit or how many your steps layering. your steps that you're doing yeah like right. there's certain layers like with my blue go color like i've tried to simplify it because it takes so fucking long to paint. yeah yeah like it's like 16 steps like it might even be more than that like 18 so whatever the hell it is but when i take steps away it doesn't look the same you know what i mean like and you so, tried it i'm sure oh yeah I've, right. I've definitely tried it because you know the redundancy of painting the same thing like you talk to a guy like caesar caesar's fucking painted thousands of bluegill you know what i mean yeah. like and he's got it down to such a science for himself where it's just all right it's just second nature bam 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 bam. and i'm not at that point you know what i mean like no, i have for sure the process figured out for my paint job yeah but i also don't have the resume of painting this crazy amount of like guys like you know jason bashjack all these other guys have done you know yeah yeah and uh like with the bluegill paint job, like I have certain colors that are my base that I put my primary colors on over it that without it, it doesn't pop the same. And I didn't know those without trying them. And then once you figure out that layering process, you're like, okay, well, that's a necessity that has to be there. So it's again, like with other paint jobs that I haven't done a lot of, I'm still in the process of finding those base colors that work properly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, and it's all it's all learning process. And I, again, I'm really hard on myself because I want to learn something now. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't want to take the time of being patient. But it's how it is with everything. Like, I was the same way with trying to build the DD go. I was very impatient, so I was trying to hurry things that I felt like I should know already with different physics and everything else. And that's not how things fucking work. Your weighting is very key. Your positioning of your weights are very key. Your joint, right? I mean, the joint, mm-hmm. the style of joint. Like, I I have the straight cut joint on mine. I know that that. Like to some people, they have like these intricate joints and stuff, and it looks. What is it. is a straight cut like a shitty? Silas, can you give me a Silas? Silas, can you give me a top of Chico? Can you give me one of these? Oh yeah, in the fridge. Thanks, buddy. What is, I mean, what is it like? Is that kind of a shitty joint? I'm not saying you're. No, I I think that it's probably the easiest joint okay. in terms of in terms of the process of doing it, because all you're doing is having to make sure that your joint's straight. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I have like the hidden style hardware in the back, I guess is the way that I would describe it. Um, but like, even that, like, like there's a process of making sure that you're not, you know, drilling too deep to make those sockets too far. Cause then you're going to have too much slop. And then especially like with the glide bait, like to me, it's not as controlled when it's got too much movement to it, but you don't want to take away all the movement. You want to have enough to allow that bait to do what it's supposed to do. And there's just so many little tiny factors. It's like fish in the Delta, right? You go out here and you might catch them today, but all the factors lined up correctly. And then tomorrow, one little factor's off and that bite's completely different. You know yeah, what I mean? Like it's sense. just, it's the same thing with, with, with a lot of that stuff. Like there's so many things and I'm talking like down to a science where something like really fucking matters. Like your grams matter. Like you're, you're just, you're different things. You're, 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 pore mixtures like all that stuff and just certain resins are a little bit differently like there's just and that's all been the learning process but i've appreciated that learning process because i've gotten the opportunity to to one occupy my mind 
because I'm one of those people that has to have, like, I feel like I have to have a project. I'm a lot like my fucking Australian shepherd that I have. Like, I got to have a project or else it's just. Really, I'm, Danny? I think this is the least amount I've had to talk on a podcast. Well, I mean. Well, I, no, I'm happy. It's, yeah. I love it. I mean, it may, it's great. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's, it's exciting for me. You know what I mean? Like, this is something that's been exciting. And not only that, but like, it's, it's like been fishing. Like, I, I. I feel like this downtime for me in terms of not working my construction job was something that I needed, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Mentally, I mean, physically too, I guess, but like mentally, I feel like I need it because I think during this time has really given me the opportunity to, I guess, kind of define where I want to be and what I want to do. It's not that I don't. So, how about this? This is, this is getting a little personal. Yeah. Do you feel like maybe. You don't want to be known as your son, the son of, you know, Bobby D mm-hmm. or Caesar's buddy. You know what I'm saying? And you're kind of doing your own shit. You're like, hey, I'm going to carve my own thing. Even though there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm known as, you know, other people's friend. That's fine. No. You know what I'm saying? When you say define. Yeah. Do you like, think like you want to be known as like, hey, I make, this is what I do. This is my thing. Yeah. No, you know? no, not, not when it comes to that. Like I, I there's. And and to me, it's it's not it's not me trying to replace anything or step on toes. It's more along. The I'm not lines. even stepping on toes. No, just no, maybe yeah. like, if you don't want to be like, I wouldn't want to be known. We were talking about that guy last um, last night. Sap, the guy that got caught cheating up yeah. there. Okay, his sons were sticks, and they're, they they mm-hmm. reg- but they're known as his and son. they're attached to, and it's yeah, not their fault, right? So it's yeah. like this. I'm not saying this is a different uh, mm-hmm. you know comparison, but your dad's known as the fucking you know spinnerbait guy and chatter whatever mm-hmm. it is you know. So, like, do you want to kind of go, well, this is my path? Well, not necessarily in terms of that. I think more of, like, along the lines of, like, trying to define where I want to be, like, as a person, I think is really what it's allowed me to do. Like, when you're, like, stuck in the rat race and your commute and all this other stuff, like, you have, obviously, like, your downtime sitting in fucking traffic every fucking day. But, like, it's not that I don't want to do construction, and I have every intention to go back when it's there. I just think that it's allowed me the opportunity to work on myself and work on a few things in my life that I feel like I kind of had not necessarily question marks, but I've had things that I've needed to figure out for myself to have a little bit of clarity and figure some things out. Like you feel like working your, your, you know, framing. Yeah. was just, it's just a redundancy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just every fucking day was the same thing. And it's the same thing with everybody. It's like being married. It's like being married. See, I don't know what that's like yet. Well, don't get married. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like, not only that, but like, like the relationship thing, like I, during this time has given me the opportunity to be in a healthy relationship. Like I, you know, I met my girlfriend years ago and stuff like, and it just, it wasn't the right time. And then it got to a point like where like we crossed paths again and it apparently was the right time, you mm-hmm. know, like, and I, it's allowed me the opportunity to give focus on my relationship and allow for it to become successful. So maybe like you, you, the time off gave you time to focus on yourself and maybe go like, here are some things I want to do, you know? Right. And it, and it just, what it did is it allowed for me to, it allowed for me to open up on some things that I was like, really like not necessarily like some deep shit. I'm not trying to be on some, some weird deep shit, but I I just deep baby. Yeah. Like I just, I don't know. Like I, it gave me the opportunity to focus on myself and the journey and the path that I want to be as a 34 year old, you know what I mean? I'm not young. I'm not 21 years old. Like I'm vested in construction. Like it is something that I, that's, that is my job right now. It's not. And right now I'm doing this hustle of, you know, like painting baits and stuff. And it's, it's been pretty good. 
So right now you have the chance to kind of try that. Yeah. And you're and, trying and, it out. And I'm, it's mainly along the lines of, of trying to sharpen another craft. Like I'm one of those people where like, I like to be able to know that I'm capable of doing something. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to framing, I can frame, but could I drive? Steel stud. Yeah. Steel stud framing. Steel stud. Let's get it right. Yeah. So I could, I could frame. You could drywall. Well, at first I couldn't. And there's certain guys that can drywall and can't frame. So to be a guy that's going to stick around. How many sheets do you do a day? I couldn't even tell you at this point. What's the union standard? It's changed. The union standard. What like, was it? What was it when you were doing it? I dude, I could. It depends on the wall. The wall height depends on what what's going through them. The different partitions. Well, like say if you have a long wall, eight foot sheet. Like if it's just straight walls, like you should be able to get like every bit of, you know, over a hundred sheets done a day. Yeah. At least at least stood up. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. not necessarily screwed off, but like my what's thing the seam was still at six or eight. What's the seams? Uh, depends on uh, if it's Oshpot or not. So it's eight and like you're just... You slammers, just, bro. Do you put the slammers in? Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just... Remembered. Oh, shit. I mean, like we... <laughs> I did. I still stood like fucking 20... Dude, it was like 22 years ago. I'm so fucking It's old. way easier. And that's that's why I liked it because when it comes to well, carpentry... So the new the new studio... Yeah. I'm coming down. So the new... the new I'm moving. Yeah. So I got to tear this old studio down, which is fucked because we did so much to it. But the new one... I'm still stud drop uh, and a fucking uh, drop ceiling. Well, if you need, I'm just gonna do T bar. Fuck that, dude. Yeah, it's just so easy. Oh, I know. I can insulate it, put in a split system, have a still stud fucking room, and your acoustics Probably, are there. And dude, I'm done. Yeah, and I could do all the insulation. So I butch is like, let me know. I got yeah. material. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. You know, dude, like, it's such a cool process. Like my my thing about and another reason why I don't want to ever not be done with construction is I felt reward. It was very rewarding to build something. Like I built. I didn't build it myself. I'm not trying to take mm-hmm. claim, but I was I was a part of the project for uh, Lucille Packard Children's Hospital out in Palo Alto. I spent majority of my apprenticeship on that project, and I learned a lot, man. Like, and but really, what did you kept, have to hang the fucking um, elevator shafts? That was the worst. Oh, I had to do that. I mean, I've done. Dude, I've done. She was of like an stuff. inch and a quarter, inch and a half drywall. Yeah, and it's hard as oh. shit to cut. Like you have to like score, score, score to get it to break properly and have your cream clean breaks because you can't have fucking gaps in it. Like, and Oshpod projects are a fucking nightmare because they'll literally walk up with like a credit card and stick it between your joint, and if that fucking thing will go through, you have to pull that whole fucking wall apart and make sure your shit's that tight. And they're that way. Like yeah. it, that's literally how it was like they're that like specific on having, and I mean, I get it. Like you're on, you're on something that has, and I think the, I hated those projects to be honest with you. Oshpod projects. They make you a good craftsman, but they don't make you a good worker. They make you a lazy fucking worker. And I mean that, <laughs> and, and, and I mean that because of this, right? So like when it comes to being on a blow and go stand up, fucking stick it together, framing, you're still being a good worker. You're still being, you're still having to be right on your shit, but it doesn't have to be as perfect. Whereas a hospital job, Oshpod job, dude, I'm telling you, they would literally give you an eight foot section of wall that was 14 foot high, 12 foot high, whatever the fuck it was. And that was your project for the entire fucking day. And when you were done, they just say, make sure everything's right. That was your project for the day. So when you're on that for three plus years as an apprentice, you get into this mentality that that's all you need to get done in your day. So it was a huge learning experience going back 
to your TI style yeah, yeah, framing okay. where you're like, fuck, dude, Bang like, dude, sweating your goddamn ass. I'm sweating out of your fucking asshole, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just, you know, you're drenched in sweat and still not keeping up with these guys that are just not even breaking a sweat because they do this shit all the fucking time. Did you do T-bar as well? I tried it. So, like, whenever we get slow, like, yeah. that, we, we were interiors is what we were. So... If they needed some help with some, I mean, I didn't really tape. That's one thing that I do need to learn because there's a lot of people that I, I can know. tape. You want to know why? Because I'm a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of white guys that could tape too. So that was another thing. Going Hit back to the drywall up, thing. Wiggle that fucking. I like, like, I don't hear it anymore. No. Nah. So like, I, I was one of those guys that like, I like my foreman specifically told me like my, one of my last foreman that I worked with and I, you know, I love to do the desk. Dude's name Juan. I'd learned so much shit from this fucking guy and you know he really gave me you know a hard time like i like i i really didn't think i was gonna even last on this crew for a long time like i was like the grunt basically you know like even though i was about to be a journeyman i was still treated like fucking bottom of the barrel you know and uh like his thing was if you're gonna learn one thing you need to learn it all like you need to know how to do both so like my thing was like drywall was harder to me than framing was because the framing aspect is really not there's a lot, but there's not a whole lot that you have to learn in terms of like. It's like once you get on, you know. It's like pool. riding a bike. Yeah. You know what I mean? Drywall is the same way, but there's a lot more to it because drywall in itself is a fucking art, dude. And anybody that tells you, oh, you just fucking put that up, the taper is the one that makes it look right. Bullshit. You can hack job the shit out of it. The taper is a huge aspect. Don't get me wrong. But that drywall better look fucking good up there, too, because there's your, your finished corners and everything else. All that stuff's going to look the way that it looked prior to the fucking taper getting there. Yeah. They could float certain things and make it look close. But if that shit looks like garbage, it's still going to finish like garbage. Like when people have huge gaps, you're like, dude, dude like residential fuck, dude. homes and shit. It's just like, dude, like my my house now, like I look at certain things I'm like, God damn, like that, <laughs> that fucking that casing looks like shit. Like yeah. that fucking rough over. It's fucking horrible. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. you put a laser on it. It's fucking out a half an inch in six feet. You know what I mean? You're like, this is brutal. Like, <laughs> like they just don't care. Like they don't give a fuck. They yeah. want it done fast and they don't give a shit. They're just hacks. When you're taking pride in your work, it's how it is with everything. But like when you take pride in your work, it shows, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like I always told guys, cause like I, I would start to run work and stuff. Like I, I was, I was a lead guy without the title. Like I ran, I ran small projects and stuff. And like, they give you small TIs and stuff. You just yeah. Like, like I was out at Genentech quite a bit. Like I ran quite a bit of stuff out there. Like I'd go and run certain like little stuff. I ran a lot of stuff that other guys didn't want to run, which okay. was fine. I didn't give a shit. I was getting my feet wet and, and getting the extra responsibility. Again, going back to how my brain works, I like my brain being busy. I like yeah, being able yeah. to be and. Regardless of what they say, you do take your work home with you because you do pre-plan what you got to do the next day and everything of else. Of course. And, like, I enjoyed seeing the success of it finishing and knowing that you had to keep up with every step to make it work that way, you know? Like, and you had guidance. You had, like, your superintendent and stuff telling you what needs to be done and, like, then just throwing you the keys to the car and making sure that you get to that location, you know? And, like, I, you know, I my thing was, like, I had always told guys, especially apprentices and apprentices, I know I was an apprentice, but there's a difference between an apprentice that wants to learn and an apprentice that fucking things are a goddamn know-it-all. And there's a lot of those. And those ones didn't last. I'd get those the fuck off like a project that I was on. I just didn't want anything to do with them. But like my thing is if somebody's talking to you that's got 20, it doesn't matter if they have five years of experience or if they have 35 years of experience, listen to what they fucking have to say. And when I turned into an apprentice, my first journeyman told me, dude, it don't matter if that dude is telling you the wrong information. You can learn from everybody. 
because that guy might be telling you the wrong way to build something. Mm-hmm. But 10 years down the line, that might be the only way you could fucking build that. You know what I mean? And I, and I really ran with that. Like I try to learn from everybody, you know, like, and my thing was, I would tell apprentices, look, slow the fuck down, do things right the first time. Because if we have to come back through here and take it apart, then I'm going to be fucking pissed. We're not losing money in the production if it's done right. Obviously, you can't just take your fucking time and be yeah, slow of course. shit. But do things right the first time because it's going to look good for one. And two, we're not going to waste time coming back to fucking fix it. And then when everything's complete and you got guys going, cool, that got done awesome. Don't leave. Don't leave something unfinished. Like, that's that was my thing. Like, leave it. What was the uh, what was the worst thing you fucked up? Man, like I really you were like stressed you the fuck out. Like you're like, fuck. I think I stressed more when I had guys on my crew than I did about my own work because you're always responsible for the shit you can get done. That's always something like my dad's always told me is like, you know, like I, I don't know that I would enjoy having employees because of the simple fact that like I can rely on myself. That's like part of the reason why I have like, started. like when I learned drywall, I remember we pulled fucking, what do you call it when you pull a, uh, the first like wall, wall the your layout layout okay layout. i'm pulling layout and i fucked up twice on like a fucking like a 90 foot wall well and that happens so and there's off. ways around it because you can scab in studs yeah and, stuff to no, make it I, and all they're just fucking ripped the fucking yeah. piece and just you know tape and then you got you got a shitty joint and everything else when you don't have factory and everything and there's there's ways around all of it they would obviously not prefer it and it doesn't I, did you do better. anything like that like even worse than that i think more along the lines of drywall if I didn't frame that wall, it wasn't my fault. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and I did, of course, I've come across some fucked up walls where you're like, did you read your tape backwards? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, I think more along the lines of like, I remember going on one project. I was out on a project. I think it was called Roche. And it was relatively small, but we had some stuff that we had to do. We just went in there. It was a TI job, but we had stuff that was like, we were just going in there and remodeling certain shit. And I remember I went in there and I remember these two fucking old boys. They saw me came. It was my first day on the project. They had been out there for a couple of days, and they just they weren't doing what they're supposed to do. So I came out there, and I had I think two other guys or uh, four other guys come out with me. So I had like three groups, and I was kind of like the solo guy. That was my thing. Like I'd go through and I'd do a lot of patchwork and like all the miscellaneous shit, and do it by myself while other guys could work together. And I remember these two fucking old boys, man. These two fucking two fucking dudes i i to this day i'll remember this shit they go what's up man you're are you you're working out here too where's your where's your partner and i said i don't have a partner like well why not you're you're a framer right and i said i do it all and these motherfuckers looked at me and they went no you don't and i go yes i do and they were like well what do you do and i said i frame and i drywall he goes drywall is not for you and that's what they told me and i'm like First of all, I hated that racist shit. Fucking hated it. Were they Mexican it. dudes? There were two white guys okay. that said this shit. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, I fucking hated it, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I don't like racism to begin with. It fucking drives me nuts. He loves but, it, actually, but... Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that shit drove me nuts because, really, I hated that that comment more than anything because of the simple fact that it was like, if you're white, you couldn't drywall. You know what I mean? And I wanted to be that guy that could do it all. Yeah. And so, like, I'd show up. And like these two guys, man, they're like, you can't, you can't hang board. And I'm like, I can tell you right now, if you want to stick around on this crew, you need to be able to do it all Mm -hmm. because when the framing's done, what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. I'm not going to send you out because you can't drywall, but if you can't drywall, you're not going to be here to frame either. And those two, those two dudes 
fucked up the worst at anybody. That's the reason why I was bringing them up. Wow. Dude, they are in charge of doing one door frame. One fucking door frame, dude. And I had guys blowing out rooms to their one door frame. Mm-hmm. Framing it. That thing was so hacked together and fucked up. I went over there and I fucking checked that thing and it was so out of plumb. I kicked those fuck. I, I called my superintendent. I'm like, get these fuckers off my job. And mind you, when I showed up, they were talking about how they were going to be getting iPads and how they're going to be conformance and everything else. And like how they had been talked to by another super to be doing all this other shit. I know we went off on some weird tangent about this shit, but like that was probably the most fucked up because that took like two days to fix. Fix what they did. Bro. And it took them yeah. three hours to put it together. But it took three days to fucking fix because it. Because someone came behind and went over it. And well, then, and then, then they started to drive one. I'm like, mm. I go, did you check that door frame before you guys started, started rocking it? They were like, I'm like, they were like, no, it, you know, we just assumed that it was right. It's I'm fine. Like, I'm like, well, first of all, like, if you're good at your craft, you should still check it. You know what I mean? Like, I agree. Like, especially if you're going to go start finishing it, you should know that it's fucking right before you finish something, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's people are hacks, man. People are hacks in everything in fucking life. Like, you see certain things, you're just like, like, you go into a room, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you tell your kids, right? Go clean your room. And then they avoid the one thing that they don't want to fucking do. And they cleaned their room according to their concept of cleaning it. And you go in there, it still looks like shit. Yeah. Like, it's just, that's why, like, I think the integrity behind that type of stuff really fucking matters. And, like. Do you think you brought that over to bait making? That's kind of the whole. Well, I think I brought that. Well, yeah. But I think I brought that mainly over to, like, I'm trying to do that with my paint. That The painting aspect to me has been, like. I wouldn't say the hardest. They've both been really hard because you have to you have to figure out the process of things. But like, I think mm-hmm. the painting aspect has been the hardest because the painting aspect is people can tell you certain little things and it definitely helps, but you have to learn it on your own because like, especially like with an airbrush, like you pull a trigger too far and that's just going to fuck up the entire goddamn paint job. I agree. You'd have your heavy lines. You could have your heavy spots that they just don't look good. And you know, your differences between like, your opaque colors and your transparencies like there's so many different things with it and that's why i was so overwhelmed before i even started like that's you know and like and there's and there's people well you were looking boat. for fucking uh perfection before you started you know what I'm yeah saying? and i think that that was going back to the carving thing and why i went to it you knew right model. off the bat you're like i can't do this well and i just like things to be symmetrical you know what i mean like it is like same thing with like drawing something like if i'm drawing a face and it's a symmetrical face. I want both. I want both ears to line so up. So what you're saying is that your your fucking bait look like sloth when you start <laughs> from the Goonies. Hey guys. Yeah, like one eye was lower than the other. I didn't even get that far on it. It looked like the shape didn't even look right. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just fucking, you know, like. And I I applaud the fuck out of these guys that carve. Yeah. Like I tip my fucking hat to them. Some of these guys are un real with it and i don't know if maybe they had a background and wood yeah wood, you know woodwork and stuff like that it's such a crap like man. rafa he's fucking pretty badass at there's a lot of them dude, like yeah. like I, I like that marling bates dude that's the same thing like fuck, he does yeah. cool shit like these i there's just you know there's a lot of guys that carve where you're like wow like i don't even know how you accomplish that with a blade and and not and i mean i think a lot of it too is i don't have the patience and I do try to speed through a process with stuff like that. And I think that's when I get fucked off, especially when it comes to carving. Like, I'm like, all right, cool. This looks pretty good. And then I'll make one cut that fucks the whole thing up. You know what I mean? Like, and it's because I try to get too fast on certain things. And I'm that way with a lot of stuff. Like, even when I was trying to learn, like, going back to framing, it's the same thing where, like, you want to learn, st- you want to learn st- 
steps to skip and, and, and speed up the process. But in reality, you have to learn every step before you ner- before you can learn the simplicity behind certain stuff. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's what really really builds your integrity behind your and it's cool that you're transparent about it as well you're not going like oh i kind of had a friend you're like no i had someone and then i have like you know our our buddy chris my our buddy chris has helped us which will be uh toxic day kind of promoting the shit he's done i didn't know if like he was doing that he's doing it yeah yeah like so like like, he just finished my uh my a-rig head fucking plates Mm -hmm. so he's gonna have them displayed up there and i think he's gonna have some of your shit possibly did he call you about that or no no i I wouldn't mind if he did yeah Yeah, i wouldn't mind if he's gonna have plates but like it's it's just cool man like it's cool that like you know the industry's growth and stuff and i think that there's you know it grows every day yeah granted i think that there's certain people would obviously look at it as a negative but i think it's a positive i mean i I think that i think that there's it can get a little bit what like the fucking berkeley bait well that's don't don't even get me started on that that to me is always i couldn't fucking believe it that was kind of a fucking huge ripoff well see to me it wasn't shocking because like last time i went to icast and i'm not just calling out berkeley because there's a lot of this shit going on Mm -hmm. But like shit, when I went to fucking ICAST last time, like that was I think that was when they released the Chapo. Which is basically the Whopper Plover. It's the same fucking thing. <laughs> Granted, and I mean it, it pains me to say this, I won't even throw the Whopper Plover anymore because I do think the Chapo is better myself. It's just the sound, I just get more I get bigger bites on it, whatever it is. But like this whole shit, like with like ripping off the flag, like come on, dude. Like my thing is if your idea is to do something that's already been done, at least do it fucking different. You know what I'm saying? Like to blatantly like rip the chatterbait. Some- at least they yeah. try to do something. Well, different. and even with that, like you can't even fucking do that because of the patent. You know what I'm saying? I know. Because Z-Man's got well, that no, shit the one that Berkeley did, the fucking yeah. slob knock or whatever the yeah. fuck you call. It. Yeah. So like, my thing is like, if you're gonna do something that's already been done, do it differently. Like, don't be lazy. Fucking do something that's different. It's not. It's not that hard to just be different. And I think that that's the problem with everything. Cause I mean, it's not just fishing, but we're in the fishing industry and it's just, it just becomes redundant and watered down. And it's the same goddamn thing with a different fucking name on it. And that's like that thing spot on to the fucking T it's a ripoff flag. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're mag draft ripoff, same fucking thing, yeah. but they're not the only one did that. But yeah, like Bass Mafia, they did the same thing too. I mean, Chris Dane left and he ended up doing like his version of a mag draft. Mm-hmm. It's just to me, it's just lazy. You know what I mean? And these big companies don't care about that because all they care about is a dollar sign. And I understand that. You know, I, I have a small business. I understand the aspect of a dollar sign, but to do it the way that they do is not the right way to fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? And the owners of these companies, the the ones that actually own these companies, fuck, dude. Like Caesar fucking brought up a list of, of people the other day that actually own these brands. They're not even fishing companies that actually own them. Like they're outfits that are like from like out of the country. So and it, stuff. at least six cents is one where it's. Yeah. A, and what's funny about Casey, I think it's, I think it's. Yeah. Yeah. He Casey. Paint, he's paint, yeah. Well, I actually hung out with Casey way before six cents because of my brother. They were buddies. We used to fish disco. I, I think I fished him three or four times. Bro, he was talking about building six cents. Probably 15 years before he built Sixth Sense. And I'm talking as a young teenager talking about owning his own company. That's he lived here then? No, I think he was always in Texas or somewhere over there. But well, he either way, I visit. feel like that's a company that's kind of like 
legit, you know? Yeah, and there there's a lot of companies out there that are legit, but you have the turds that want to just be complete and total just mm-hmm. fucking knockoffs of other buddy, you know no, what I mean? I like agree. that portion of it gives everybody else a bad look. But at the same time it makes other guys that don't do shit like yeah, that look course, way better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like excuse me. Like I just I don't know. Like and I and I don't I don't want to badmouth anybody or, or slander anybody, but it's just man, come on, dude. Like like I think that the reason why these Japanese companies get ripped off so much. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And I'm not saying that there's a lack of innovation here. There's innovation here in the States too. But when you look at the innovation in Japan, and a lot of things in Japan are way different than stuff that's here, mm-hmm. these American companies, so, you know, American companies that are still sourcing their shit to China, whatever the hell it is, yeah. these American companies are seeing the innovation that's over there, and then they're seeing some hype built over here or seeing it touch down American soil, and they say, well, fuck yeah, I see the innovation. I'm taking that innovation for myself. You know yes. what I mean? And that's that's basically what the flag happened. You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. flag, I mean, Grow Grow tries to make as much as he can. It's just, I mean, everything he makes sells. You know what I'm saying? Like we're- and You got, you have, no one's gonna fucking hear this before Toxic No, no, like we have, we had the G flags yeah. at, at Toxic Day. Like I had to work a lot of magic to get them here. I didn't know if I was gonna get so them. So be fucking time. sick of shit. I think we have the first drop I can't in believe the how dark I fucking got, dude. <laughs> Look at that. Oh my God. That's from fucking. Uh, oh shit! Uh, I don't know how this fell off. I'm just looking, going. Oh my god! I'm not even drunk, so and I'm losing headphones. Dude, that's from uh, doing the trip with Purcell and Butch and them. Oh, is it? Yeah, we were out all day. I didn't wear any sunblock, and I'm like, dude, I'm getting dark as <laughs> fuck, bro. Like those those uh, those G flags. Like I think we have the first drop in the states. Like that, that was really cool. Like mm-hmm. that was a cool thing. Like I, basically, like with Toxic Day and stuff. Like there's so many fucking dope ass vendors here. Like my my whole thing. I just wanted to make sure that Blanked had some stuff where people were like, oh, shit, I got to go stop by Blanked. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like with the flag, like we're dropping our, well, we dropped, because this is obviously after photography, like we dropped our uh, Missile Baits Delta Bug. Um, we did Rotten Tomato prior. Like that was that was a good hit for us and stuff too. It's been cool as shit, man. Like, like you know, talking about Blanked, like to see the growth from everybody that's helped us build has been fucking rad, dude. Yeah. And I know I've been talking about myself a lot on this podcast, but blank is a huge thing for me, you know? And like, I, it's a fucking trip, man. Like, like it still kind of spins my head. The fact that like we did like this DRT drop and stuff. And I don't think people realize how big that drop was. Like, I mean the amount of units that we pushed through that, like was, it was pretty crazy. Like we were, through through other guys and other that have ran stuff like that before, we're saying like, don't drop them all at once. Like just like be yeah. be like simplify that so it's just easier to yeah. do it. And we're like, you know what, fuck that. Like this, certain guys want one thing, but certain guys want all of it at once, and they have money now or whatever it is, you know. Like and we, so like we did, we dropped at 10 a.m. on a Friday. Well, first of all, like going back, so like I, I'm a huge sports fan, right? Yeah, I'm obsessed with sports. I had been talking to the first baseman from the Giants, Brandon Belt, for off and on for months. And he was like, hey, man, I'm going to have an off day in August where 
a couple of my guys from Texas are going to be out here. Would it be cool if I came out there and fished and maybe we can get some other players and maybe even some coaches and stuff to show up? And I said, oh, I forgot you fucking did. Yeah, that. yeah. Like, so like, I'm like, fuck yes, dude. Like I'll assemble a Calvary if I have to, a fucking boats. And of course, being, he was the giants. I'm an A's fan, but he was the giants. I, I of course I had to hit up Piz cause he's a just huge giants fan. So he trekked up here from fucking, uh, from San Francisco or not from San Francisco from down in LA came up here. And, uh, so the plan was to have like 10 players, coaches and like, shit show up it only ended up being brandon and a couple of his guys and like his camera crew and stuff so like my thing was like i was already going to be fishing with brandon because we had already been talking but i wanted to make sure that like when we were out there piz piz fucking drove the whole way towed all the way up i needed i needed to at least make sure that he got a chance to fish with them too but like that was dope as shit like that was just such a cool fucking opportunity for me as a fucking avid sports fan like i don't care what what team it is like i'm just I'm obsessed with sports. I've always fucking been that way. And that was like a dream come true for me, you know? And so here I am getting off the water from that being like, cool. I got to spend the fucking day with a professional athlete. Like, this is cool shit. And they're just down to earth people, man. They're cool as fuck. Like they're just, they're normal dudes yeah. that you see on a TV screen. Same thing with a lot of these professional fishermen. And they kind of not fish a little bit, right? Yeah. And he mm-hmm. had already, like he lives, I think he lives on Sam Rayburn. I think is where he lives in Texas, but I get off the water and his two buddies are like, hey, Brandon's got to go play tomorrow, but can we come back out and go fish tomorrow? I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, look, let's go. Yeah. So me and Caesar launched. His two buddies came. They hopped in each of our boats. We went fishing for a while. Get off the boat. DRT USA left me a message, and I'm like, that's weird. So, like, I, I, I call him back. He's like, hey, Danny, answer the phone just want to know if you're going to be around i'm going to be out that direction today and i hadn't heard anything I, it was so hard to keep the fucking toxic gill shit quiet for so long yeah, like, yeah. you and a few other people yeah. knew but not yeah. very many and that had been in the works for a while so i call him back he's like hey man i'm gonna be out your way in a little bit like i'm driving out that way like i was just wondering if you're gonna be around by the shop or something like you know if you are roll through you know I'm like yeah I, I can come meet you at the shop so <laughs> i fucking he's like i'll be there in like 45 minutes i'm like all right so I'm, I'm on my way to put the boat back. It's like 100 degrees already. It's hot. It's August. It's hot as fuck. And I'm like, sit down on the couch, dragging my ass. Completely forgot that Raph is going to get there in 45 minutes. Or I don't know if I was supposed to even say his name. But DRT USA was <laughs> going to get there in 45 minutes. But I'm like, all right. So I'm chilling and stuff. Caesar calls me like, where the fuck are you at, dude? And I'm like, I'm at the house. He's like, well, DRT just showed up and they got all of our baits. And we're already unloading them. I'm like, fuck, I'll be there right now so yeah. i literally got up shot down to the shop of course my dumb ass got here a little later than everything was damn near already unloaded by the time i got here must be nice you i piece guess of shit. fucking idiot i'm a dumb ass for that but so then immediately start taking pictures like that's like immediate like we dropped them that was on a friday we dropped them the following friday so like our goal between me caesar and our buddy joey was to get content for each bait the one one bait that we didn't get content for was the ghost but i got for the joker uh joey got for the canine and caesar got with the tk and i mean basically we just went out and fished those baits like i went out shit i i think i got out one day a day and a half one day but the first day i went out like like my second fish was like a six and a half seven pounder second or like my first fish second cast of the day so i'm like shit dude like i already my content's already pretty much (laughs) good you know I think I stuck like 60 fish that day on a joker. Like I just got all, and I mean, that's the only bait I fucking threw that day. So I'm like, cool, got the content. Like everything just lined up correctly. Like we went, ordered the boxes, did all the stuff, did all like 
the the grind work that we had to do to prepare for the drop. Yeah. Then um, get all the pictures, get all all everything edited and everything. Start dropping like hints and everything like that for like the next like six days, whatever the hell it is. And then so 10 a.m. we dropped it on a Friday, and I like like I said I don't I mean we we posted some shit like pictures of like the beds of mine and Tommy's trucks of like garbage bags full of fucking boxes above the cab that was like four trips yeah like that was the the two of us taking to the post office four times like i that was one of the craziest experiences of my life like that was just it was so fucking dope like it was like like dude i was on the i was on the computer for hours printing out labels like it was just so dope to see so many people want to support and like i i just you know i want to continue to give thanks well, to you feel like you that. built you guys have built this brand for a long time it's kind of yeah it's getting there you know? which is cool like where i was going with that was like it's cool to see now that like we've gotten the opportunity to collab with like missile baits now and like mm-hmm. john cruz and like my buddy byron and stuff like it, it's it's really cool to see other companies want to want to want to do the same thing now you know like and like I mean, the the D bomb's a fantastic bait. So it was it was hard to it would it would have been impossible to say no. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. a bait that I've used since it came out. Like I, that's one of my favorite flip baits. You know? Yeah, it's just cool. Like it's it's very humbling to see not only the growth but the support like through all of it. Because really, in reality, we are kind of in hard times right now. Like when you look at like every, nobody really talks about it that vocally, but like in terms of like. The economy and stuff, it's not how it was pre-COVID. You know what I mean? Oh, like, no. It's still at a point where people are still... Have you felt it with a blank? No. Not, no. not really. No. And I, I think that that was what was, like, really the most humbling is people still were supporting. You know what I mean? Like, I think certain times, maybe. But I think that those are just, like, the times, like, around holidays and stuff like that where obviously people, they have other stuff they have to spend money on and stuff. And, like... I think I think the coolest part about it is just seeing that people continue to want to support. And yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're not giving them a reason not to, but I mean, I'm just from the standpoint of it, it's just humbling, man. Like, I always wanted to have a brand. Like when I was in high school, I literally had a brand called Lost in Exile. It was and it was going to be abbreviated as Lie Lie Clothing. That. I had mapped out designs, drawn everything, dude. This is like my senior year in high school. Like I spent damn near my whole senior year just talking to people about how I wanted to build what this was a skate brand. band basically it's just gonna be like a streetwear before streetwear type thing you know mm-hmm. I mean? even though streetwear has been around I just didn't know what the fuck streetwear was back then it was like skate brand type thing and uh like I just it got to like my first year in like community college and stuff I'm like man like I really want to do this I don't want to be in fucking college like I want to yeah, I want to own yeah. a brand and really a lot of my motivation came from watching like Robin Big I fucking loved the mentality, and I mean, it's not obviously everybody's mentality, but when you look at Rob Deerdeck, right? This dude would like wear the same pair of shoes one fucking time. He'd go into his closet and open up a shirt and wear that fucking rogue status shirt one fucking time. And then in the show, he'd go donate like all of his clothes that he's worn. One time. And then just re-fucking right. open, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was envious of that. Like, I loved that. I, not that I wanted that exact lifestyle, but I just loved the fact that he seemed like such an entrepreneur in terms of creating his own brand and wanting to like build off of it. You know what I'm saying? So like, like my first, my first semester in community college, I'm like, fuck dude, like I really want to do this, but I have no fucking money. You know what I'm saying? Like this requires money. Yeah. Yeah. So like 
you know, I, it was kind of depressing because I'm like, I spent like the past year trying to figure this shit out <laughs> and now I can't do anything with it because yeah. I don't have the backing and the funds to do it. And like, you can't, <clears throat> I know certain people will say otherwise, but you have to have some sort of backing to make it at least work. Like with pre-orders and shit like that, you can kind of make it work, but you still have to have some sort of backing funds to start it and get it off the ground. That's the truth. And Caesar came to me with Blinked in 20, 2018 and came to me. And he's like, hey, man, like, what do you think about starting this brand with me? Like, we'll call it Blinked and it'll be like a review based company. And like, we could just, you know, blacked. Like, Blacked. Yeah. Or the first blanket, podcast. Blanket. Blacked. I know. Like, I, we the get, best we, is an Australian dude was like, blanket. I'm like, please say it again. Oh blanket. My God. Like, I yes. still get it all the time. Like, How do you pronounce it? Blanked. Oh, oh okay. All right. But it's a conversation. It's a conversation starter. Like, I, I don't care how somebody pronounces it. Like, it's a weird spelling. I get it. So, but like he came to me, he's like, you know, what do you think about like starting this company? It'd be a review based company. We could review like niche style items and stuff like that. And, We've kind of gotten away from that recently, but I mean, we've had a lot of other stuff going on too. It's not something we're going to stop doing. We're still mm-hmm. going to get back to it. Like I have a list of things that I need to review, but you know, like I, that was like a moment where I'm like, fuck dude, like here I am a decade later after feeling like I let a dream go by having an opportunity to really rekindle the fire of something that I wanted to do prior. You know what I mean? Like that was like, dude, that was so heartbreaking for me back in the day to not be able to do that. And I mean, it sounds probably ridiculous no but because i i feel the same way with the podcast so like, yeah like i wanted I, to do I, um i i fucking started this podcast as like a band almost you know what i'm saying yeah yeah and it's still that way though if you think about it like you're that's what's cool about casting crank and i'm not trying to say this just to like you know you know gas you up but Jack like me off <laughs> like casting crank is unique like you have a lot of other podcasts and there's a lot of other good podcasts there it's is. not a knock on them that they're bad mm-hmm there's a difference between cast and crank and other podcasts and the difference is your brand is unique to you and you've created your own brand for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not the, you're not the professional guy. That's always going to be nope. mind your P's and Q's and it has to be a certain way and this and that. And I think that that's the main reason why so many people applaud your work because you're willing to kind of step over a little bit of boundaries, you know, interview certain people that certain people might not like. Hell, I might not. I might be someone that people don't like. I don't fucking know. But like, (laughs) it's just one of those things where it's like, I think that the uniqueness behind people developing their own brand is what makes the product the best it can be. I had people, I, I had a lot of people like when we first started Blank, they'd be like, this is how you need to do this. This is how you need to do that. And I would flat out tell them as nicely as I could, I appreciate it, but I really don't need it because I wanted to, there's all blueprints out there, right? People have done this stuff prior. They had hundreds of thousands of brands out there, everything else. I wanted to create our own blueprint because I feel like if you create your own blueprint, you bring uniqueness to your own brand mm-hmm. and you don't take somebody else's product and kind of infuse it. And not only that, but it's like the saying, right? Too many cooks in the kitchen. You have too many cooks in the kitchen. You have too many voices influencing the product and it gets away from really the idea of what it was going to be. Right. And there's certain things that you, I mean, I, I still listen to people's information and stuff that they want to say and yeah, stuff, of course. but whether I take and do anything with it, that's one thing. I'm not one of those people that's going to, I used to be, but I'm not one of those people that just lets things go in one ear and out the other. 
I'm one of those people that, you know, I'll, I'll listen to somebody. I get the same thing with, like, politics and everything else. I'll listen to what you have to say. I yeah. might think you're a fucking idiot, yeah. but I still listen to what you have to say because we're allowed to have a, their, our own opinions. You know what I'm saying? Like, the things that you say matter. I might not agree with them, but they do fucking matter. You know what I'm saying? So, like, going back to the brand thing, like, I just, you know, it's it's so fucking humbling to see the growth. Like, that portion of it. And then having companies like Missile and DRT and stuff. And, like, that has been really fucking rad that, you know, they... collab with Yeah, that they want to work with us and stuff. And, like, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind closed doors that people don't know. Like, the you know, the grind and the the hustle to try to make things work. Yeah. You only obviously see the outside. You see the drywall after the framing's been... You know what I'm saying? But, (laughs) like, it's just... It's fucking cool, man. Like, and and I'll, I'll... I'll be forever grateful the rest of my life. Like, I don't know how long blank to last. It could last the rest of my life. It could, you know, like, I, I don't know. But this has been a portion of my life. And I think really, like, what I'm going back to really is, like, having the time off from the day job has really given me the opportunity to realize how cool this has been. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and shit, I don't know how we would have made the fucking DRT shit work had I been working. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like oh, that I get was because you're shipping, 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 dude. Right, yeah. I mean, between me, C's, and our other buddy Steve, we started shipping Saturday. We were here for 12 hours, all three of us. Uh, Sunday, I think I was here 12 hours. They were here for like 10 or 11 hours. Uh, Monday, we started eliminating some of the packages because there was zero space left for us to fucking add more. Yeah. Um. I think we finished up on shipping, I think, Wednesday. And it was 1,500-plus orders. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just leave it at that. Like yeah. It was a lot of product. And it was fucking Well, you guys dope, moved dude. it a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I, and, cool. I mean, it obviously sold, but it was just yeah. like, I mean, it is a gamble. Like, you don't, I mean, you know of brands that sell instantly, but it's still a gamble. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't know until it happens. And it's like, like with anything like you have you have something that you know everybody thinks is dope and then they get it and just certain brands people just don't want to support that brand with certain stuff i mean it is what it is or certain things just don't move the way you thought they would have yeah or certain things just move best when that brand is the one that moves it you know what i'm saying so i wasn't that wasn't something we were worried about obviously yes but it was like it was just crazy like it still spins me out thinking about it like and not only that, but like, it's just dope, man. Like, it's we've we've had the like going back to like the when you asked me about like my dad's stuff and like not wanting to do that. Like, I've actually discussed with him recently about possibly taking it over. That's something that I had that it's still in the works, possibly because he doesn't want to do it forever. He's getting older sure, and stuff, would, and like yeah. he's fucking retired, dude. He's not even retired. All he does <laughs> is make baits. You know what I'm saying? Between us and a couple of the other shops that he supplies, like. That's what he does. Yeah. Like, and, you know, I don't want to overwear him out. Like I, and, it, and it sucks because I feel like I do sometimes. It's fucking rad that so many people want his stuff. Yeah. That was the main purpose in bringing my dad's product onto the stores because I knew, obviously, being his son, being biased as shit, but being his son and fishing his products my whole life because i had the opportunity to do so i wanted more people to have the opportunity to do so i wanted more people to you know get the opportunity to fish that stuff and and see how good it was for themselves Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's just it's been cool like talks today we're dropping the double decker 
which is an inline double buzz. Like that was, that was a product that we were working with, with somebody else that didn't end up working out because of health issues. I'll just leave it at that. But it's just, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, we, that was a bait that we've been sitting on and we're like, you know what, let's, let's drop it at Toxic Day. It's such a fun bait. Like, it's just, it makes a fucking racket. Like, it's just, it's a cool ass bait. And it'll pair well with like just different stuff. The bass, bass tricks. That was another one that we fucking did a collab with. I, yeah. I forgot about that. that. Was another one like yeah. the American Shad colorway. And it's just like, it's cool to see all the different things. And I could, like really in reality, like I tell myself all the time, like we're still just getting started. You know what I'm saying? Like with all of it. Mm-hmm. Like me and Caesar are just getting started with that. And it still cracks me up that so many people think that I'm blanked. And it's not Caesar. It's you and Caesar, yeah. And it's both of us. Like we're fifty fifty owners on fucking blank. Like it's, it's cool. both of us. Yeah. Like all the ideas are ran through both of us. It's not one sided. It's both of us. Like, yeah. It's, and that's what's it's funny. But then like I'll get a few people be like, yeah, you're blank, right? And they're talking to Caesar, and I'm like, that's a new one. Like and I get it all through. This is Danny, right? Like on through Instagram and shit. I'm like, yeah. Like I run the account, yeah. but like it's still me and Caesar doing it. So like. It's like we've ran like our different collabs, like from Toxic and Blank to stuff. Like we've done like our OD Green shit and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's just been cool. Like it's, I think, I think the reality of where everything sits now in terms of like the fishing industry is I think a lot of these collabs are what keep things fresh. I think is probably no, the, I agree the best 100%. way to do it. You know I what I mean? Like, cause it, it, it does get to a point where you're like, you do have to come out with something. I, it doesn't necessarily have to be new, but I think your limited type of stuff is what really intrigues people like yeah. not like your stuff that like is just your everyday things that everybody can get yeah you know i mean like your special edition limited type of stuff is really what people are intrigued by because again going back to like the economy and stuff like i feel like a lot of people like don't want to spend their money on just stuff that they would spend their money on before I like agree. whether or not it's because they have a family to feed or whatever it is like work slowed down i can relate you know what i'm saying like it's just we're in a position right now in an economy where it's like, you know, you do see your ups and downs and you have, you know, certain builders that are like, man, like it's, it's hard. It's hard to sell shit right now. And I'm like, I've heard I it. get it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, yeah. like I understand, like, but you know, you do have to battle through the tough times and it's, you know, life's a game of evolution, right? Like you, if you don't evolve with the times, you stay with the times. Like that's just what it is. No, like if course. you have to continue to grind and evolve with what's going on now, you know what I mean? Like, there's just, there's so much change. And you have to be willing to accept change. I think there's a lot of people that aren't willing to accept change. And those are the ones that might struggle a little bit and are struggling because they want to stick to something that was working, you know, two years ago yeah. that might not be working now. Like, there's just, and it is a hurdle. That's a mental hurdle and it's a business hurdle. You don't have to change your whole diagram and everything that you do for your brand, but. There might be little tiny tweaks that you have to make in order to get over that hump again. You know what I mean? I agree. But let's uh, wrap this up. We're about an hour and a little over an hour and a half. Yeah, um, for sure. Let's plug where they can grab everything. So everything that they can grab for blanked is all blank stuff. The DD Gill is still my thing. Um, just DM you. Yeah, um, okay. I'll probably get to a point where I'll just I'll still make a page just so that it's not as busy like on through blank because I do get a lot of messages throughout the day and stuff just you know just random like homie messages and things do get lost. Okay, but uh, yeah, like as far as the DD go, I don't always have them, but you can DM me if you want one, All and right. I'll and I'll do my best to you know either make a few more and, and get you handled or just you know what whatever it is. So it's just 
you know, like I said, it's not something I'm putting out in bulk and, and doing a lot of. It's just something that I'm doing, you know, in, in, in limited fashion for the time being and just enjoying the process. You know, All right. So. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate right it. Right on. Appreciate you, Nick. Bye-bye. That shit was over an hour and a half.